Hi there. Welcome to Sound Healing Radio. This is David Gibson. And our show today is on the harmonic structure of sound. <clears throat> and it's really about what sounds are best for what issues. I mean, there's a big difference between a gong and a harp. And you can hurt people with a gong if you're actually working on somebody with anxiety or panic attacks. Whereas <clears throat> if you're using a harp, may not work for someone that's got depression, may not be activating enough. So we're going to go through what makes one sound different from another and why you would use it. And so our intention is that everybody will know precisely what sounds to use for all issues and we can heal every disease in the world. <laughs> that's all. Right. Before we get started, let me tell you about some things that are actually happening here at the Institute. Let me share my screen here. So tomorrow, we actually have a concert, but sold out. So I don't know why I'm telling you. I'll just tease you. But we got a concert with Holly Beatty and myself on a cacao ceremony. And then we also have an open house coming up at the end of April. If you want to come out and join it, it's about how sound works physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And then we also have our certificate program here in Sausalito. You could jump in, but the big thing we have happening is the summer intensive, June 6th to the 16th, 10 to 9.30 every day. You can do the rest online. You could actually start April 4th online. Half of it's online, half of it's here. So... um, and we also can provide lodging, although we don't have any beds or or showers, but it's only $200 for 10 days. So that's our summer intensive coming up. Let me move this out of the way. <clears throat> Let me figure out what I want to open here. Let's see, we'll open this. Okay, cool. And then we have, uh, there we go, cool. So we've got on... Uh, the next full semester would be in September. And then we've got our certificate online starting this Tuesday, March 21st. It's all about how sound affects you physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and how to use sound for healing yourself or others, and also <clears throat> doing sound baths and sound concerts, and even research and workshops you could you could do after the classes. So that starts March 21st. Works really well online if you can't make it out. Got a lot of online students right now. We have our recording program that just started. You could just jump in. We just uh, only had two classes. You could catch up pretty easily. That's uh, uh, Tuesday, 3.30 to 5.30 Pacific time. And then you have to do a bunch of lab time as well. That's how to run some recording program like Pro Tools or Logic or Ableton Live to be able to record, mix, and produce. I wrote the number one selling books in the world in audio recording. So they're really, um, we've got a unique way of teaching. We also have our training for voice analysis software coming up April 15th. So if you want to buy the software, you have to buy it by April 2nd to join And then we also have our Medical Sound Association meeting coming up on sound for Parkinson's, COVID, and vaccine reactions on May 7th. We're going to try to stay out of trouble on that one. (laughs) But 
we'll see what we can do to help people on those. That's where we have over 700 doctors and sound therapists in the Medical Sound Association working together to figure out how to heal every disease in the world with vibration. If you go to Sound Healing Center, you got all the information about all of our classes under Globe Institute. The Sound Healing Store is at soundoflove.com. We've got tons of books, tons of uh, CDs, including frequency CDs. You don't listen to them. You play them on the body. We've got crystal bowls, Tibetan bowls, tuning forks, over 300 uh, instruments and technologies, sound lounges, sound tables, sound belts, sound dolphins, sound uh, pillows, I mean, all types of vibratory things that are will get you blissed out or get rid of pain or, and other issues. We have our sound therapy center where we do voice analysis and find out exactly what's wrong with you. And also we can find out your metabolism rhythm and give you CDs or downloads tuned to you for Delta for sleep, Theta for creativity, Alpha for learning, and Beta for overcoming ADHD. And that's at the soundtherapycenter.com. In our Sound Healing Research Foundation, we also have over 500 clinical papers posted that you can check out. We have student papers posted, uh, about 400 of them. And then we've also got a whole database for to find a practitioner. And we've also got the Medical Sound Association and the Sound Education Association, where we have thousands of exercises for kids from three months all the way up to 18 years. Also, the other thing, in about two weeks, we're launching the soundtreatmentcenter.com where you can get a sound healing treatment. We've already got a bunch of practitioners signed up, and it's the best sound quality. Oh, that's weird. Uh, we're doing that. Okay. Uh, and so we can uh, let's see if it's going to get there. So it's not quite launched yet, but you can get treatments. Let's see what comes up. No, nope, I'm going to use Chrome. Okay. So, but you can also be a practitioner. If you'd like to sign up as a practitioner, go to soundtreatmentcenter.com and you can actually sign up to give treatments and charge whatever you want. And of course, you know, take a little percentage, but it's really cool. There's a lot of videos for different issues posted there as well at soundtreatmentcenter.com. Coming up a little slow. Uh, it's an older computer. Oh, well. Okay. So that's launching in about two weeks. So let's see. Let's see here it comes. Let's see if we can find it now. Soundtreatmentcenter.com. Mm-hmm. Oh, this one's not Shakur either. That's really weird. Because on the other computer it is. Okay. Well, I guess we're not going to show you that. Okay, so today we're talking about the harmonic structure of sound. When I do a sound like ah, there are over 100 frequencies in that one sound. Ah, right? I'm singing not only 100 frequencies, 
I'm singing over a hundred notes. Ah, in that one ah. They're just higher frequencies called harmonics that make up the quality of my vocal voice and the which is also called the timbre spelled with the i t i m b r so these harmonics let me show them to you this way when you pluck a string on a guitar the entire string moves up and down like this it goes up and down between the nut and the bridge the whole string going up and down for those of you on radio only now based on physics the length of the string, the density of the string, the thickness of the string, and the tension of the string, there's all mathematical formulas for each one of them, a lot of them square root relationships. That E string, the first string on a guitar, is going to be about 82 cycles per second. That means that string's going up and down 82 times every second. Now, we're going to use... 80 hertz to make the math a little simpler, but that whole string going up and down is called the fundamental or root frequency. But the string's also vibrating in two parts. So half of it's going up and down and the other half's going up and down while the whole thing is going up and down at the same time too. The wavelength of the second vibration, which is half of the length of the string, is going to be... double the frequency, half the length, double the frequency. So that second harmonic is 160 hertz. Now I can actually play this second harmonic by putting my finger in the middle of the string and it will stop the whole string from going up and down because my finger's in the way. But the ones that are going up and down in half, half the string and the other half, the middle part's not moving. So it won't stop that second vibration. So here's 80 hertz, and here's 160 with my finger in the middle. It's octave higher, double the frequency, same note, one octave higher. 80, 160. So that's called the second harmonic. But the string's also vibrating in three parts. It's going up and down in three different places, as well as two and as well as the whole string going up and down, and four parts, and five parts, and six parts, and seven, and eight, nine, nine, it already goes, it goes, there's 30 different vibrations in this string at once. And all the frequencies of those 30 vibrations go up based on mathematical multiples. So if I've got the root is 80 hertz, then it's going to go, one times, two times, three times, four times, five times, six times, seven times, eight times. So that would be 80, 160, two times, 240, 320, 400, 480, 560, 640, 720. Just multiplying one times, two times, three times, times 80. So I can play all those harmonics by putting my finger in different places on the string, dividing the string in half, third, fourth, fifth, and so forth, just exactly like a violin player does to get all the notes, right? So here we go. Here's the root, second harmonic, splitting the string in half, third harmonic, fourth. Oh, let me let me make the sound better for you. Hold on a second. I'm going to turn on original sound. 
Okay. Actually, I'll just not share for a second. Okay. So here's the root, second harmonic, third harmonic, fourth. I mean, these are all the same string. Fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth. Now, all of these frequencies... are there right now. So all of these harmonics are there right now. But we don't separate them out in our brain unless you're on psychedelics or, or a monk, right? Then you can hear them separately. We don't separate them as too much information. So we go acoustic guitar tone, right? Instead of, But technically, this is simply 30 different frequencies. I only played about 9 or 10, but they actually go down in volume, so you can hardly hear them above 10. But it's just a bunch of frequencies, is what this tone of this guitar is. And it depends on how loud those frequencies are and which ones are actually there. They are all mathematical multiples. 1 times, 2 times, 3 times, 4 times, 5 times, right? They're all mathematical multiples. So in all sounds... Almost all sounds are mathematical multiples. All the frequencies that make up all sounds are just about all mathematical multiples. One times, there's a very prominent pattern through the world of sound, that mathematical structure. Not the golden mean. It's one times, two times, three times, four times. It's called mathematical multiples. Now, these mathematical multiples are not only frequencies, they're actually notes. So if I play the A string, you can see the notes here. Here's A for the root, A for the second harmonic, E for the third harmonic, C sharp, G, E, uh, G a quarter flat. I'm sorry, E, then G a quarter flat. And then A, and then and C sharp. Actually, in the voice, when I play, I sing this A, I'm singing 100 notes. So I'm not just singing A, I'm singing A, A, E, C sharp, E, G a quarter flat, A, B, C sharp, D a quarter sharp, E, F sharp. I'm singing every note there is right now. Ah, ah, ah. Every note there is right now. Ah, that's a trip, right? Brain can't handle it. Too much information. Sounds like an A to me. A, right? But it's actually every note. We always default to the fundamental, right? Because <laughs> it's too much information. Right? Not only that, is it not only am I singing all the notes, I'm singing all the musical intervals in the world. Musical intervals are just a relationship between two notes. Those are different intervals right, compared to the, the first one. So there in this one sound uh, is all musical intervals that we use in all music in the world. Holy moly, right? That's unbelievable. All music in the world is in this one note. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's cosmic. That's really cosmic. 
no rhythms, of course, left out the rhythms, but all the intervals of all music and all the notes of all music are in this one sound. Ah, isn't that a trip? That's a total trip. That's why we use the notes we use. That's why we use the intervals we use. It's because they're in one sound, and they make up the quality of that sound. So it's kind of like a hologram. In the beginning, everybody tuned the rest of their notes to these harmonics. So now you're playing the actual harmonics. But that was a little problematic, so we changed it over time because you couldn't go from key to key. Now, there's also a couple of things that I want to show you that have to do with why one sounds different than the other based on those harmonics. First of all, there's odd and even harmonics. It just so happens that instruments like a gong or a bagpipes or even Tibetan bowls mostly produce the odd harmonics. We're not talking intervals. We're talking the number of the harmonic. One, three, five, seven, nine, eleven, right? And the intervals of that, one, three, five, seven, all the odd harmonics are a weird chord. A, E, C sharp, G, a quarter flat, B, a D, a quarter sharp, F, a quarter sharp. That chord that's in a gong or a bagpipes in the sound, right? We're not talking about different notes. We're talking about one note, one sound, is dissonant. Right? <laughs> right? That dissonant sound is what makes a gong edgy. It's what makes bagpipes edgy. Any sound that's made of metal, bumpy, and got reeds in it creates odd harmonics. And they're edgy. But they're really good for breaking up stuck energy. So we don't call them edgy. We call them activating. Really good for depression. Really good for for energizing. Rock and roll, distorted guitar is totally odd harmonic. You know, heavy metal guitar, bam, right? But rock and let's move some energy. Wow, rock and roll, right? This is cool. We love odd harmonic for breaking up stuck energy and moving energy. On the other hand, it just so happens that God has set it up such that even harmonics, like the harp or a nylon string guitar, or instruments made of wood, where you play the wood, create harmonics that are a beautiful chord. A, A, E, A, C sharp, E, and so forth. So, like a harp has this chord in one note. Quite different than this. Right? It's, and that creates a beautiful, warm sound. A sound that's really good for calming, really good for creating peace, and really good for, for uh, relaxation, right? Especially good for panic attacks or anxiety. Now, there's also different sounds that are more odd or even, more edgy or warm. Like people's voices, right? Hi, hi, little odd harmonic, right? Or the whiners, wah, right? A little odd harmonics versus a very warm voice. Hey, hey there, right? And we've got singers that run the full gamut, you know, of 
odd harmonics like like Axl Rose or Bob Dylan, right? Or even Janis Joplin's more edgy, got edge edgy voice, versus somebody like uh, 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 Nora Jones or um, um, what's the uh, blanking on this one? Anybody's got a really warm voice. Um, Barry White, Barry White got warm voice, right? It's, so it's very even harmonics. We even have DJs that are more odd or even harmonic, like Spongles, like meh, 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 poof, poof, right? It's like really edgy and really activating. It can be fun, right? But then there's like, you know, ecstatic dance DJs that are more boom, 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 right? So they're not as edgy. Generally, when we're young, we can handle more odd harmonics. Rock and roll! When we get older, well, we got enough stress, which is like odd harmonics, and we need more even harmonics for calming. Right? So odd harmonics are, especially a scream is totally odd harmonic. If something's louder, it's more odd harmonics. Right? So this is explains why a gong can be dangerous for somebody that's got panic attacks, right? Versus someone that is you know, really young and, and vibrant and ready to, to be energized. Uh, also, there's the different vowels for odd or even harmonics. E is much more activating. E than ooh. Ooh. Right? Ah is right in between. Ah. Eh is more odd than even. And O is more even than odd. So this is the hierarchy from E to E to A to O to U, right? where it gets more and more warm when you get to the U. Now, when you're working with people, especially if somebody's really fragile, you know, there's a lot of, you got to be really careful because people that are fragile or sensitive can't handle odd harmonic, which includes people in hospice. Also, what's really interesting is when somebody's, when we transmit love, we almost always use even harmonics. I had a girlfriend that she didn't use even harmonics. That's probably why we broke up, right? But normally we use even harmonics, right? You don't go, I love you. You go, I love you. I love you. It's warm, nice and warm sound, right? <laughs> so this is the number one thing that makes a sound different than one sound from another whether it's got more odd harmonics and even. Even harmonics are made of, you know, when you got no metal, whereas metal and reeds and bumps, asymmetrical shapes actually create more odd harmonics. Right? So that's the first thing that makes one sound different from another. Now, I did a song called Unconditional Love. And... Of course, I'm using mostly even harmonic, although it's interesting. What I did in this song is I actually went from even harmonics. Oh, this is, I don't have the short version here. I went from more, oh, I do actually. I went from more even harmonics to a little more activation right at the peak, and then at the end went back to more even. It's still all even, but I, I got a little activating in the middle. So let me play this. I'm just going to play the five-minute version. And uh, you can, uh, let's see, let's see if I've got, oh, yeah, here we go. And uh, listen for it. 
It's pretty warm, although it's got a cello in it, which is actually a balance of odd and even. So there's a little bit of activation there. It gets a little brighter, a little more more odd, and then it mellows out right at the end. So let me play this, check this out, and enjoy.
Now, if you notice, I hardly notice it myself, but the string section actually, there's four different string sections in there. The first, like one minute, is the really mellow string section, then it gets a little more activated. Still, even the fourth one that's the most activating is still super even and mellow anyway, but it's it's interesting, right, when it peaks out, and then it goes back down to, from the most activating down to the most calming at the very end. It's a subtle difference, but that's what I did. Okay, now the next thing that makes one sound different from another is how many harmonics. If you have no harmonics, it's really pure, and that's like a tuning fork or a crystal bowl is mostly pure, or a flute is really pure, or something that's rich, which would be like a gong or a piano, or even the voice is really rich, right? Um, even a, a, a sitar is really rich. Big instruments are very rich. They've got a lot more harmonic. Also, an opera singer is often very rich. Whoa! They can often do pure and rich. Whoa! Right? So they, they got the full gamut they can run. So there's a big difference, kind of a different way of categorizing besides odd and even harmonics. Like a violin's got a lot of harmonics, whereas a flute's got very few harmonics. So a room full of flutes is going to be more activating because generally pure tones are more activating. It's like somebody poking you as opposed to somebody rubbing your arm with a bunch of frequencies. So that would be, again, tuning for crystal bowls and then all the rich instruments as well. So now in this world of pure and activating, let me play for you some pure tones. Let's see. Let me grab this. Uh, Let's see if we got this working. Okay. I think this is going to work. Yeah. Let's see. Playback engine. Yep, we're ready to go. Okay, so here we've got a pure tone, which is, you can, uh, if you're on video, you can see one frequency here on the spectrum analyzer, or a higher one frequency. But here's a whole bunch of, actually, here's odd harmonics, a bunch of frequencies of odd harmonics. A little edgy, a little butt, got a little buzz to it. see all the different harmonics there. And here's a more even harmonic sound. The warmer. Right. You can see all the different harmonics there. But we also have uh, overtone singing here. In overtone singing, this guy actually likes to do uh, both uh, odd harmonics and pure tones. The pure tones are actually Well, let me play the odd harmonics first. Okay, here's some odd harmonics of him. You can see all the harmonics here as well, if you're watching. Okay, so check this out. Here's the uh, odd harmonics. Throat singing, right? If you thought that wasn't odd enough, Here's even more odd. Right? 
would do it. I mean, that's about as activated as it gets. So I don't want to play that for somebody with a panic attack, right? Or somebody in hospice, a little too much. Or if you just woke up, it's like, ah, right? But if you need, if you're a little depressed, that could actually totally do it, right? And then we've got pure tones. When they, they do pure tones in throat singing, they're making the distance between the tongue and the roof of the mouth equal a wavelength that equals uh, or distance equals the wavelength of one of the harmonics in the voice. And when you do that, it creates a standing wave which makes it louder. So here's the actual pure tone with throat singing. Check this out. You'll be able to see it on the spectrum analyzer here. You'll see it peak out uh, much, much higher in volume. Cool, huh? Now let me play for you a professional at this, and that's Buku. Buku's booked for our conference. Oh, I forgot to tell you, we have our Sound Healing Conference coming up April 21st to the 23rd. It's free. It's the Sound of Love Conference. Go to globesoundhealingconference.com, and you'll find it there. Uh, globesoundhealingconference.com slash love. Actually, if you go to Globe Sound Healing Conference, you'll get there too. There will be a link. Okay, so here's Buku, who's going to be in our conference, and he's a master at throat singing. Check this out.
Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so these are the two main things that make one sound different from another sound and why you would use them for different situations. Now, here's what's interesting, of course, crystal bowls with metals embedded or other gemstones or crystals or elements create different harmonic structures based on <clears throat> what's embedded in them. And those harmonic structures go into each water droplet and actually create a, a very specific mandala pattern called cymatics. So you're actually getting that crystal of that bowl right into your body directly. So it becomes a study of different crystals and gemstones and metals and what they do to the body. But also when we do voice analysis, it's like we found that the it's, it's well known that the harmonic structure of your voice carries your temple of perfection in all the ways that you and society, especially parents, have screwed it up, right? So we do voice analysis to find what harmonics and frequencies are missing. Also, the harmonic world is the world of the quantum world because the, harmonic, the quantum world has no time in it. So all information is carried in the, in the quantum world in the harmonics. Whereas we live in the 3D world, da, 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 which requires time to have a melody, right? And we get most of our information from melodies as opposed to the harmonic. And they say that the dolphins actually work within the harmonic world. I had this one woman, she said that a dolphin taught her how to do overtone singing. <laughs> I'm like, really? What did he say? And she goes, with each bleep, ee, 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 she got a whole hologram of information from the harmonics that taught her how to do it. <laughs> what a trip, huh? Okay. Then we've got harmonics that are actually in food and in colors and atoms, molecules. It's like you can think of, okay, uh, what's an odd harmonic food? Well, that would be like either cayenne or uh, maybe citrus. Right? Whereas an even harmonic food would be more like coconut oil or mashed potatoes, right? <laughs> Whereas a pure tone would be like water. A rich tone would be maybe like a stew or something like that. Something that's got a lot of different tastes in it. You can even do this also with essential oils. You got pure tones of essential oils, probably the purest, maybe rose oil, but you know most essential oils have more than one scent in it. You can smell, so they're more complex. With colors, you've got like a pure tone of the three primary colors: red, yellow, and blue. And all the other colors are harmonic structures, or combinations of red, yellow, and blue that make up all the other colors. Right? Same with atoms. You got atoms in the body, which are the pure tones. Bunch of atoms create a molecule. Molecule is just a harmonic structure. Same thing with cells in the body. You think of cells as a pure frequency. A bunch of cells make up an organ, and those are harmonic structures. You can even have a, a pure intention 
where you've got like love. But then you could also have an intention of love, wisdom. So it's actually more than one intention at a time, which is really, really incredible, right? And more complex. So the whole world is basically made of one or more than one, right? That's all pure tones and harmonics are. One and more than one. <laughs> it's interesting because it depends on what level you want to look at. You can say that our entire universe... Oh, actually, let me backtrack. Our entire body, I've never thought of this before. Our entire body is incredibly detailed harmonic structure. There's so many different frequencies in the body. 70 trillion cells, right? But we are one person. Same again, one frequency of a person, of a soul. Right? But then you could say, look at all the frequencies in our universe gazillion frequencies that make up gazillion harmonics that make up this not just a gazillion really gazillion gazillion more like a gazillion time a times a gazillion all these frequencies and harmonics that make up our universe but we are one universe which is one frequency they say and there are other universes that are other frequencies so depends on what level you want to look at now this harmonic structure is one times two times three times four times five. Everybody sing along. When you sing a melody, it makes it easier to remember things. If you want to have Parkinson's or, or dementia patients, remember their name, sing it, ha, teach them how to sing it, right? Because the melody, melody part of the brain is right next to the memory part of the brain. So everybody sing along. One times two times three times four. Come on. One times two times three times four times five times six times seven times eight times. Right. The harmonic structure is mathematical multiples. This mathematical structure is the same in the distance between the planets. The distance from the sun to Mercury is the fundamental. Mercury or the root the Mercury to Venus is two times the Sun to Mercury. Venus to Earth is three times the Sun to Mercury. Earth to Mars is four times. Mars to the asteroid belt is five times. Then we got Saturn is six, Jupiter is seven, eight, nine. Pluto is not in the harmonic structure. It's not mathematically in the structure. That's why they don't think it's a planet. They don't call it a planet. So, our solar system is a timbre. It's a tonality. I once actually took a tone, bunch of tone generators and set them to mathematically be one times, two times, three times, and so forth with the frequencies. And then set the volume of the tone generators based on the size of the planet. And the asteroid belt's a little noise. Right, it's not a pure frequency. It's like just kind of a scattered frequency. It's like shh. Right, so I added that in, and it kind of sounded like like a little alien. They say the energy of our solar system is love. So this layout of particular frequencies that make up a timbre is love. That's cool, huh? It's really interesting. When you look at a picture of the solar system, it's never correct. 
because if you spread them out where they get further and further apart, it wouldn't look good in a picture because it would be too spread out. So they always kind of scrunch them up together. Also, it doesn't look like this at all. I mean, think about it. If you look up from the Earth at Venus or Mars, it's this little tiny dot, right? Little tiny dot. Whereas if you're way out here in space where you can see all of the planets, oh my God, they'd be teensy, teensy dots. They wouldn't be this big at all. They'd be really tiny, right? It's compared to the sun and the size of the of the solar system. So this isn't what our solar system really looks like, but you get the idea. It Our solar system is a certain tonality of a sound. Totally. Right? But also, the distance of electron shells around the nucleus of an atom are also... One times, two times, three times, four times. They get further and further apart based on the mathematical structure. The actual solar system is a little off because it's an ellipse and you have to average it out, whereas the electron shells are perfect. One times, two times, three times, four times in distances. It's also in the vertebrae. You can break up the vertebrae and the weight of the vertebrae to exactly harmonics. You can see the harmonic structure exactly like how we were breaking the string into harmonics. We're splitting it in half and thirds and fourths and so forth. So it's in our vertebrae even. And Fabian Maman says it's in the frequency of the auras. They go up based on one times, two times, three times, four times. And that's why he says natural instruments are way better for you than electronic because they've got the full undistorted harmonic structure. Whereas when you do anything electronic, even when you just record something, not only does the microphone screw it up, but the digital recording screws it up. And then when you play it back, it gets screwed up again because it gets converted again. So it's, it's, it's never as good as something natural. Although, I saw God at a Pink Floyd concert, you know, with with totally electronic instruments and electric guitar. So I'm not throwing out any harmonics with the bathwater at all. Right? It's also in the chakras, I would bet. I mean, this is the way God does harmonics. One times, two times, three times, four times, right? So you would think that the chakras are exactly. So the root chakra would be the fundamental, and then it goes up from there two times the the root, three times. And of course, as you might know from around here, we say that everybody's got a different note for the root chakra. That's your soul note or home note, your metabolism note. So my metabolism is a rhythm that vibrates at the note of B. So my root chakra is B instead of C. And also in different cultures, they use different notes for different root chakras. So... Yeah, around here we believe everybody's got their own root chakra note, and it's all different. It's I mean the this mathematical structure is in all types of things. It's in the frequencies of elements in chemistry. It's like the the elements go up based on the harmonic structure, and it's in the spectral lines of hydrogen. It's also you know if you've got water. Water is like H2O. 
it's two harmonics of hydrogen and one harmonic of oxygen that make up that 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 make up water. It's a harmonic structure. It's also in string theory. Michio Kaku said there are harmonics in each of the string in string theory. Don't ask me any more about that. Okay. So it's everywhere. This harmonic structure is throughout our reality. But it's also only one of the main patterns in our universe. The other main pattern is the golden mean. The golden mean is basically the same as the Fibonacci. The Fibonacci is nature's way of getting to the golden mean. So the Fibonacci, the higher you go, the relationship between each of the numbers gets closer and closer to the golden mean, which is 1.618. And this, on the body, you've got the the whole body, anything that grows actually is is based on the golden mean. So this distance from here to here is 1.618, this distance. This distance is 1.618, that distance. My arm is 1.618 times my hand, right? Even in the, in the, in the face, it's exactly 1.618. And in the classes, we actually measure that. It's a little off on people because everybody's a little bit different, but it averages out to that. And so it's throughout nature. Also, they say that when you are transmitting love, you actually create uh, harmonics in the heart sound of the heartbeat that are based on golden mean. And the heart actually goes up and down in tempo when you're in the state of love that it actually has the golden mean in that S-curve. So golden mean we think of as the growth or love pattern in nature. So there's the harmonic structure which is the masculine structure of the universe, and the golden mean, which is the feminine or growth and love aspect. Those are the two main patterns in our universe. There's a million others. There's a million others, right? I mean, every crystal's got its own pattern. I mean, there's all types of patterns, you know, within within uh, the world of sacred geometry. But those are the two main ones, right? So, when you're out and about, notice all of the tonalities of not only the people you talk to, is it more odd or even, more edgy or warm, or is it more pure or rich? Also, listen to and note note the music you listen to, the instruments in the music you listen to. Is it more Odd or even. I mean, I can't handle odd harmonics in the morning. I feel really fragile in the morning. I, mean, I can rock and roll a little bit in the afternoon, right? But I'm still getting a little, a little older, so I don't rock and roll as much. I still like more even harmonics, <laughs> right? But notice not only the instruments in the music you listen to, but overall the music you listen to. Again, I often have a whole different playlist in the morning depending on the harmonic structure than in the afternoon or evening. Now, just to zoom out for a second, there are many things about music that are more activating or calming. Faster rhythms, dissonant chords versus harmonious chords, the, the chord progressions, the actual, uh, all these different musical components are actually more important than the sound that we're talking about. But in sound healing, 
we often aren't working with the music as much and we we tune into only the sounds so that's when it becomes really important much more important although it's always important but music is actually a much larger component than the sound in most music to give to put it in perspective so now that you know this you can tune into music that's more right for that time of day and sounds that are right for that time of day and really just be more aware of all the different sounds around you and how they're affecting you Odd harmonics can be too much for a lot of people. Even harmonics can be boring to a lot of people. I mean, if I did even harmonics for the whole show, it would be like, today we're going to get really warm. We're going to stay warm. We're not going to really use any odd harmonics. Oh, wake up. Are you asleep? You asleep? (laughs) Odd harmonics help move energy. So, may we all get the harmonic structure that we need for different parts of the day, for what we need in our system or for anybody for healing or even accessing higher consciousness, right? It's like gratitude's a perfect balance of odd and even. Hold that energy for the rest of the evening, the whole weekend, weeks ahead, months ahead, years ahead, and lifetimes. (laughs) Thanks for listening and take care.